0: And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to this show to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on a radio show may be the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our program. We delivered last month over 30,000 highly targeted sponsor impressions. To learn more, you can contact our advertising department, at 949-887-4104. As I said before the break, our second guest is Steve Wilkes. He is president of QPC Fiber Optic Incorporated. Steve, welcome to the program. Hi, Rick. Thanks. Let's ask you to share a little bit about, I kind of know it, but share a little bit about your professional background, kind of before, during, and now back with QPC. Sure. My background is about 15 years working for
1: a variety of technical businesses. I've got experience with some bigger companies. Right out of college I worked for Corning. From Corning I went and I worked for QPC. And that was the first time I'll explain that a little bit further. Okay. After QPC went and worked with you at Delphi. Yes. I spent a couple years there. Was recruited away from Delphi to go work for a business called Fiber Guide, which brought me to Idaho of all places. And that was a excellent opportunity. And I got a phone call from QPC, and back to what Wayne was saying about secession planning. Right. The owners of QPC want to take a less active day-to-day role in the company, and they asked me recently if I would consider coming back and taking over. So about four months ago,
0: I transitioned back to QPC as a president. How long has QPC been in business? QPC's been in business about 15 years. And so that leads me into my next question. They're in the fiber optic space. I know you make fiber optic products for a variety of applications. Tell us a little bit about, and you manufacture and do assemblies here in Southern California, which is wonderful. Can you share a little bit about the markets you address, the kind of products? Don't get too geeky on us now, Steve. You know, keep it so that the audience, I mean, we have a very technical audience. I shouldn't say that. But tell us about your products. What makes you different? Why do clients do business with QPC Fiber Optic? I'll keep it pretty
1: basic. We are an optical technology company our specialty is the optical connector so any device that you is used to connect two optical components together and we do work for a lot of industrial applications so things like commercial broadcast looking around this beautiful studio here I see products that look similar to some of what our clients make the oil and gas is a big industry for us mining factory automation High-tech audio, harsh environments, harsh environment work. We do some mill aerospace and okay. I'm planning on steering the business a little bit away from that direction and I'll explain more of that later. Okay. But our primary business as you mentioned is building the connectors and then the finished cable assemblies that allow our clients to connect
0: their products together. Well, fiber optics has been a fiber optic marketplace has been a hot space for quite some time because of its capabilities to carry data and information, etc. So, I've been out of the space for a while, but I'm curious from your perspective as president of QPC Fiber Optic, what is the near-term forecast for Fiber optics in the U.S. and I know you sell internationally as well. Yeah, so fiber, the fiber industry is constantly
1: growing every every year. More and more traditional copper applications that are you know transmitting data from point A to point B are migrating to fiber for the things you mentioned, the bandwidth, the reliability. Um, fiber is completely immune to any kind of interference, and there's a lot of security applications that need all of those things in order to function. So, is there a weight advantage too? Fiber op- is there a weight advantage for fiber optic over copper? There can be for airborne applications and things like that, but the primary benefits are technically the bandwidth and, okay. and all of the, even the
0: cost factor. Coppers is very expensive right now, and glass is right. glass is not. So, what makes QPC fiber optic a worthy competitor in that space? So, our
1: key advantage is our flexibility. We are a small enough business where we can solve problems quickly. That bigger companies wouldn't even touch. And we have some products that are very niche products, and we're operating in such a small niche that some of the big competitors don't even want to go there. And we're able to own that entire niche, and it's very nice business for
0: us. You say you're small, and I, I appreciate that. We're going to be talking about competing against larger firms here in a couple of minutes, ladies and gentlemen. But I know that you have manufacturing capability, of engineering capability. You have a robust team in your facility here in Orange County, right? Absolutely. And you do custom engineered work for people too, right? Correct. We do a lot of custom
1: solutions. We'll work partner with our OEM customers to build whatever their imagination brings to them. Right, and I'm
0: sure, and I know in that space, people can be pretty creative trying to solve a problem. and Always always cutting edge, always pushing the envelope, and that's where we really, really specialize. So as the president of your organization, what is your guiding principle for QPC Fiber Optic? So one of the things I've learned in my career, I keep coming back
1: to over and over again, when I worked at FiberGuide, I was on the board, and whenever we would reach an impasse in the board meeting, one of our key executives would ask us the question, do you know what the only thing that stays in the middle of the road is? You know, the first time you hear it, you kind of think about, well, what could that be? Yeah, what could that be? The answer is dead animals. Okay. And the, the, the lesson was, you've got to act with the information that you've got right now right. and make a decision right now. Right. Because a lot of times when you lead a business, no decision is a lot worse than the wrong decision. And with QPC, I'm coming in as somebody who's been out of the business for almost seven years. We've got to make a lot of quick decisions to move in a direction that's going to be the most beneficial for the company. So for me, that means quick decisions making decisions with partial
0: information and I'm encouraging my team to be comfortable doing that. That is a common challenge for leaders of mid-market companies because you don't feel, having sat in that chair for years, I know all too well many times you have to make decisions with really incomplete information and it's dangerous because you would always like a little more facts or data Mm -hmm. to help you form your final thoughts but if you, like you said, if you wait for that I guess there's a truck coming and it's probably your competitor Yeah, the, the the bus will leave the station Right, and so, you know, it's really making, many times it is filling in the gaps of the of the data with your own gut and intuition, isn't it?
1: Correct, and it's drawing from past experience to say, okay, look you know, how could this play out, and
0: and what's the best decision I can make right now to move forward. And that's fundamentally the, one of the key differences from being a member of the board or a key executive on a management team <clears throat> to being the president and final decision maker. It, it really it magnifies the weight of those decisions, doesn't it? Absolutely. Everybody turns to you and goes, okay, Steve, what should we do? Yep, you got it. And all eyes are on you. And, Absolutely. And that is why we broadcast this show for top executives and leaders of companies because the saying lonely at the top It's true. Sometimes people scoff at it until you have the responsibility to be at the top, and then you realize some days you close your door, and only you can make that decision, and you wish you had a little more data on which to base your thoughts. Exactly. All right. Well, this is great. We're talking with Steve Wilkes. He's president of QPC Fiber Optic Incorporated. They're a Southern California engineering manufacturing company in the fiber optic space. So let's now talk about your company positioned in a high-growth space against Larger competitors, same size competitors, and smaller competitors. But how do you craft your company to be able to differentiate? And how has QP, QPC been able to differentiate against larger competitors? Well, the, the key thing is what I, I
1: touched on earlier is our flexibility. When you look at the connector market in general, and you look at the fiber technology market in general, things are constantly changing. And the OEM customers that, you know, our core customer base will always look for what their next platform is going to be. and More often than not, the products that are on the market today won't do what they need done. So, they'll come to us and everything starts out small. Everything starts out with a prototype order for five pieces. <laughs> Sorry. Having lived that life, I know you a lot of money in those five pieces, yeah. isn't it? Everything so. starts out small and if you don't believe a little bit in where they're going as a business you're stuck with a decision where you say do I do I want to put my resources into this because you'll never make your money back on the five right. you're you're buying into the longer term potential as a small company we're about 30 employees and like like you said earlier Rick you know we do our own manufacturing in house we do our own assembly we do our own design work we have a lot of Capabilities for a small company, we're able to take those small projects and just run with them, and we can put a product in front of a customer before
0: one of our bigger competitors has even worked through a quote. And that's got to be something that they take no- that the client takes notice of, right? Absolutely, yeah. Well, we get constant
1: feedback from our customers that says, "You you put something working in my hands first, and I can
0: move my project to the next stage because I've eliminated the risk of this one component." And maybe we should step back a little bit to help people understand your business model because you, you, you've you used the term OEM for a while. Sure. And maybe people to help people understand how your solution fits into the larger systems that are developed. Sure. So an OEM customer for us is making,
1: you know, they'll make a, a piece of networking equipment, for example. They'll need an interface on the outside of that to plug it into the rest of the world. And we make that interface. We make the connector very similar to the USB connector everybody uses to charge their phone. We make a similar product that connects multiple fiber channels together in one one shot. So when you use the term
0: OEM, you're talking about the company that's making the full enclosure, the functioning product with their name on it. Nobody even knows. Maybe a QPC fiber optic connector is inside. Correct.
1: We're we're like Intel, but
0: without the Intel inside sticker. Okay. And the marketing budget. Absolutely. Okay. We're talking with Steve Wilkes. He is president of QPC Fiber Optic. We're going to take our third commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. When we come back, I'm going to ask him to talk about a current challenge that's facing His business and what he and his executive team are doing to mitigate that challenge. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back after these words from our commercial sponsors. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes nineteen regional print editions presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com.
1: It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. And at the end of the day, the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. So United Way is asking you to make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Be a reader. Tutor a mentor. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge now at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council.
0: Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and again, I would like to thank those of you that listen to our show as podcasts. Last month, you downloaded over 13,000 copies of our shows. We here at the program truly appreciate your support. All of our shows can be heard live here on octalkradio.net, Orange County's only community radio station, as well as you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, and other business-oriented podcasting services. All right, I'm talking with Steve Wilkes. He is president of QPC Fiber Optics. Incorporated, and I said before the break I was going to ask you about a current challenge, but we got a message from the audience. People had a question about your manufacturing footprint and how your company and you, as the leader of it, have chosen to stay in Southern California versus maybe another low-cost area. Could you share that with our audience? Sure. The um,
1: majority of our OEM customers are based in either North America or Europe. When they're specking out such a critical part of their system, a lot of there's a lot of back and forth between that company the customer and us and judging from our experiences procuring even what I would consider to be the most simple products overseas sometimes you don't get what you think you're getting the communication can break down the 12 12 to 13 hour time difference can be a factor and when I look at our customer base they just they would rather pay a premium for a product that is designed and built here with open lines of communication than to roll the dice and go overseas
0: I can see that being especially true, Steve, with how you talked about being a fast, responsive company to early design needs. My experience in engineered solutions, the design requirements don't end when you deliver the first five prototypes, because then they start tweaking them, and then it's like, can you knock this off and do that? And It's an ongoing iteration, isn't it, for many? So having a business model where you're here in common time zones, I would would struggle to think how you would do that if you had a more distributed footprint. Yeah, it'd be almost impossible by the time you got to revision 14 with your your supplier in in China you'd be pulling your hair out right and customers don't want to hear that right they want to hear solutions and when you're an engineered products company you're only as good as your current ability to meet their needs Absolutely. since it's not an off the shelf product catalog it's not amazon with delivery it is really partnering with your clients to solve a problem that's exactly right that must be exciting to you though i mean having is. that kind of a business
1: it is it's uh it's nice to to feel like we are a critical component in that overall system and without our product, nothing, nothing works because the components can't speak to one another. All
0: right. Okay. So, so now, ladies and gentlemen, we'll come back to the question that I told you about we were going to do before the break, which is, can you share a current challenge facing QPC fiber optic and what you're doing about it? Sure.
1: So one of the goals that I have coming in is to make sure our business is scalable. And one of the areas where we need to do a lot of work is in formalizing our MRP and ERP systems understand that's a big project for any company um, especially for a smaller business to make that transition into some formal software and structure what we've been doing is talking to people and some of them are people that you've introduced me to so i want to thank you again for that but we're talking to people that have recently gone through this and trying to identify the right platform for our size business and then we're going to cross that bridge and start
0: implementing uh, q1 of next year is our time frame not only is it a technical challenge picking the right product it's a people challenge it's a cultural thing especially if you're not used to using systems that way where you have your other systems that have supported you and allowed you to get to this point it really can be a management tone at the top challenge for the president yeah. to institute these new technologies and get a return on that investment
1: yeah it can it can certainly be a shock to the system and employees may view it as red tape but i think our team realizes at this point there's been enough issues that have been generated from not having it as the company has grown over the years that we're ready to cross that hurdle but you're absolutely right
0: that can be a a cultural shock it's a high risk maneuver, I mean I applaud you for doing it, I won't clap because it will come across on the mic but really I'm applauding what you're doing because you're right to scale, scale profitably, efficiently you need this foundation but it's a high risk maneuver when you're changing the culture and you know you have to pick one, Here's this is a perfect example of not having full knowledge Right? So you're going to have to make a decision on which software you feel most comfortable with without really having the opportunity to have tested it in any significant way. Yeah, no test runs. And this is going to be your decision? Uh huh. Oh, so it's like your legacy too, huh? That, that's Steve Wilkes. That's his decision. <laughs> Welcome right. to being the president of QPC Fiber Optics. I love it, ladies and gentlemen. It's what it means to be the top executive, and I know you have a great team that will help you make those decisions. Hopefully this won't be the answer. Your answer won't be that software implementation I did in 2014, but can you think about a time where you learned a valuable lesson and it came from a difficult experience business-wise? Yeah. The um, the one thing I learned, a lesson,
1: you know, is And I wouldn't say, I'll talk about what made it painful later, but um, the importance of building a strong network outside of the business. And I have to give you some credit, Rick. When we worked together at Delphi, one of the things you asked me to do two things, actually. One was get on the board of a nonprofit, and the second was to join a business community group. I went through the, the process. I was on the board for the Heritage Museum in Santa Ana for two right. years. I joined the Tech Coast Venture Network, and I have to say that the connections I made in those groups have been just invaluable, and I wouldn't have done that had somebody not given me the push. The reason I say that was a hard lesson to learn or a painful lesson is because now,
0: realizing what that benefit was, I wish I had started that process mm-hmm. 10 years earlier. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that. Thank you. And I also know that you went back to school to get a master's degree as Correct. well, right? Correct. So you had a lot of external demands on your time. And you traveled. Yeah, a lot of
1: heavy travel, that, work, that uh, work-life work balance that Wayne spoke about was 95% work, school, outside activities. <laughs> but um, fortunate, uh, oh, fortunate to have had school... Little time in there to squeeze in some fun activity as well, and you have a
0: great wife who was, you know, very I'm very supportive, and better supportive. And you need that because you do. Just work in school alone is enough, but then traveling and the other things you talked about, giving to the community, that is very important to do. And I'm I'm glad that you continue to do that now in this role, right? I and do. Hopefully, yes, you're passing that lesson on to your other employees to make sure that they're involved. A lot of times in the corporate world and small and mid market business owners are so busy in the business working on it that they lose contact with the community, and and that's a shame because they can add a lot of value, their perspective, knowledge, experience, and they gain a lot from that as well. And we benefit from being in Southern California where there are so many opportunities to, to do that. So earlier in the show, you talked about maybe moving a little bit away from aerospace and defense. We have a few minutes left here. we have about five minutes or so on the radio program. Can you give us a sense for what you're thinking there? I'm not asking for anything confidential. I'm just curious what you're thinking as the leader of your organization. Sure, it's a it's a good
1: question. the The reason for that goes back to the point you made earlier about how do we compete with the behemoth companies. Um, having come from a business like Delphi, and seeing the resources that that Delphi has to go after that market, that that market is very qualification intensive. You've got to not only build something, but it has to perform, and you have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars proving that it performs. Um, the maintenance to maintain those types of customers between the different reports and the certifications and audits and quality systems, everything that market needs to to function is is just a huge overhead burden for a company our size. And the flip side of that is the industrial companies that plug it into their system, it works, and they buy it (laughs) over and over. So okay. So when I look at the comparison and sounds I look sounds
0: pretty at, easy decision when you put it that way, huh?
1: Absolutely. I look at my resources. I look at where we really have a strength as a company. And uh-huh. yes, we can do mill aerospace. And yes, if we will opportunistically serve that market when the business comes to us. But when it goes to proactively pursuing
0: customers and pushing for business, we're going to steer toward industrial. Is that? your growth vision then for QPC fiber optic because we have about two minutes left how do you see scaling the company since you're making the investment in the infrastructure you must be expecting to deliver top line revenue growth where's that going to come from
1: the majority that'll come from really penetrating some of those industrial market spaces so we've got a few new products that are going to hit the market in January Uh, two new expanded beam connectors that will be designed specifically for broadcast and following that my goal is to put something new whether it's a full connector line or if it's just a single innovation, put something new on the market every quarter to really stay in front of those customers and have something fresh that's going to solve a problem in their market space. So does your space demand that type of innovation then? It, It does because, like we said earlier, there's so many applications that are transitioning to fiber. Right. And, Fiber's new enough for that application where they haven't solved all the problems yet. So as a, as a company with the specialties and the resources we have, if we can solve that problem first and put the solution out, we'll, we'll have a lot of re- positive reception from our customers.
0: Well, it sounds like, and again, uh, ring, ring the gong, Mr. Engineer, that you have, you know what your company's differentiated value is, and you're looking for markets that need that differentiation through innovation such that you can outperform the competition. That's kind of the essence of a good strategy, at least on paper, and all you have to do is deliver to it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, look at the some of the,
1: the points that you shared with me. You know, take that one solution and find adjacent spaces that, that need that same have that same problem and need that same solution. You may have to tweak the solution a little bit. Right. And that's where we'll specialize. And quarterly, every quarter, four, minimum of four times a year, we want to have a new solution in hand that we can go out and push.
0: And that feels like it builds a pretty excited culture too. Being a product oriented company, having new products. Products coming out, I can't think of anything better well then, better accepted by the marketplace nothing better for a company's kind of ego or psyche or you know, cachet kind of a thing Yeah, and, and we're the kind of a business where we're not going
1: to put so many eggs in those baskets where if one of those innovations doesn't doesn't work 100%, we'll move on to the next one Right. and you know, I'd rather put something out there and fail quickly than not put anything out at all
0: so if someone listening to the show live here on Critical Mass Radio Show Steve, or in the future as a podcast off of iTunes or Stitcher says, geez, I want to learn more about steve wilkes and qpc fiber optic incorporated how do they find you online best way to find us is our website it's www.qpcfiber.com time has flown i knew you were going to be an interesting guest thank you for sharing just a little bit about what you're doing it's really excited i'd like to say i want you back next year because i'm really curious after you do these kind of things that we've talked about i want to get the audience to have a learn vicariously through your experiences so maybe next summer we're going to have Steve wilkes back on would you come back on be happy to do it you're going to share everything the good and the bad of the software and all that with us right everything all right ladies and gentlemen Thank you for listening to our program today. We had two wonderful guests. I'd like to thank Steve for being a friend of the program, a part of our business community. I'd like to thank today our engineer, Paul Roberts. Our producer is Rachel Franzi. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. This show is brought to you by our sponsor, Smart Business Magazine, Smart Stop Self Storage, HBLA and Succession Strategies. I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you know someone who would make an interesting guest on the program, well, go to our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. There's a contact button there. You can send me a name. I'll follow up through our producer, and we'll see if we can get that person on the show. And until the next time we have a chance to talk, here's hoping that all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction.
1: You've been listening to Critical Mass radio show right here on Orange
0: County's only community radio station, OC Talk